Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Actors with Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I am your host, Twaniala, and today's guest is stage and screen actor Cody Sloan, who recently played the role of Cooper in the drama Sella and the Spades, available to watch now on Amazon Prime Video. Cody, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So excited to chat with you. Um, this has been a long time uh, getting this in the works, but as we yeah. all know, time doesn't exist anymore because of a pandemic. So, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> to line things up. Um, but excited to finally have you on the show. Um, so I'm especially interested in getting your perspective on what it was like finishing your MFA yeah. in the middle of the pandemic. So the, like this last year you just graduated or you're about to graduate. So congrats, firstly. Thank you um, so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what was that like for you? What was that experience sort of? Yeah. Oh, unexpected? God, it was crazy. Yeah. So I just I just graduated in March from UC San Diego. I did my MFA in acting. Um, so, yeah, we I'm I'm totally done now. But we did our full last year really in uh, online on, on Zoom. We really, mm -hmm. you know, we were just about to go on spring break. We were getting ready for our next productions and everything was shut down like for everybody. Um, and so we had to pivot to being completely online, which was mm -hmm. crazy. You know, be, I, you know, I, I'm so many folks I feel like have, have felt this, but all of a sudden have to having to audition on zoom or like be in, in class on zoom. And we were in my grad program, we taught. So I was teaching undergrads at eight in the morning Oof. acting, you know what I mean? On yeah. zoom, trying to get them up and moving and using their voice. And they were in their beds and their cameras were off. And it was like, you know, it yeah. was, it was really, you know, it's so hard because what we do is we want to be in the room with people. We want to be physically in space with people. Mm -hmm sharing energy with people and all of a sudden that gets taken away and it's yeah. it's hard you know it's hard physically it's hard emotionally it's um but we we made it work you know we we showcased virtually so fortunately my class we were able to get vaccinated and kind of be a little pod mm -hmm. only it's only eight of us at UCSD so it's pretty small so we were able to sort of finish up our classes prep for showcase and then we filmed it in in our in one of our theaters mm -hmm. just us two faculty members and and um you know someone working all the tech and the lights and the cameras so we we filmed it and put it out virtually which i i'm really proud of we got that together in mm -hmm. in a year and we figured out how to pivot from you know all of our training was in theater and all of a sudden now we're filming our showcases <laughs> Right. You know, so and we but we we did it. We did it. It's kind of like a testament to what I feel like all actors are doing this year, which is just like fucking making it work. And yeah. like a way to still like be in community with people and create, even though we're in our houses, you know, our yeah. homes, you know, but we we did it. And I'm 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 grateful to be done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> on to the next uh on to the next opportunity, the next stage. Yeah. It's um yeah it's definitely been such a learning curve for for so many people including myself um I somewhat had a semblance of what self tapes were like because my first rep was in an, an <clears throat> uh, because my first rep was in another market they were yeah. in the southeast in like Atlanta so 
you know, they weren't flying me out for like a two line audition. So, you know, they would always request tapes. So once yeah. the pandemic hit, um, I, you know, had somewhat of a foundation for that, but still definitely a learning curve, getting back into a class, um, having not taken an acting class since college, I got a little lazy and, but you know, you do enough theater and that's a huge learning experience in itself. It's like, you know, a whole thing. And, um, yeah, congrats on, on, on that because it's such a, you know, obviously none of us were expecting you. I'm sure you weren't expecting having to do all of those things virtually in your final oh. year. And like, you know, what's meant to no. be like celebratory and all of that. And you're like, well, now we're going to do a whole production and, and film it. And, uh, where's my SAG card, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I am in SAG. I didn't tell them about it. I was like, we were, I was like, I hope that this is, well, like, what are the, but like, you know, we're students. It's not even right. real. Like, you know, who cares? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, none of us were, were expecting this, you know? Mm. It's so, it's, it's just, I think, you know, we do this because it's embodied and we want to, part of why we love it I think a lot of us is the community and the people that we're with and that's why I love it a lot so it's it's hard to have that missing but I, it's coming back I mm -hmm. you know it's it's gonna come back to us which I'm I'm excited about yeah um so prior to going to um UCSD you had gone to Boston University for psychology um what led you to wanting to pursue getting your, you know, going to grad school for acting? Um, did, were you involved in the arts like from early on or did that come a little bit later? Yeah, I mean, super early on. I'm, I'm the youngest of four kids and we were, it was, you know, everybody was doing a lot of like music and, and dancing and we were all in theater. Like I, I grew up in Pennsylvania and we had really wonderful regional theater there that I got to see and do when I was young. So it was always something that I was doing and something that I really loved a lot, but I never thought that I would be able to do it as a job. Mm -hmm. um, especially as a, as a trans person, I just, it, it became like, oh, I don't know how I would do that. I, in, in, when I was early on in my transition, I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I can go out for the men's roles, but I don't want to play the women's roles. So it, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's hard in that sort of like gendered space to know right. how you're going to fit into it. But I, um, I went, so I went to, I went to BU for psychology and that, that's what I studied. And I started just doing, um, you know, like extracurricular theater at, at school. And mm -hmm. I loved it a lot. But it wasn't until I, I did a production of Angels in America when I was a, like a sophomore in college. And I that's my favorite play. And I, I loved it so much. And all of a sudden I was just like, you know what? Why don't I just like try? Why don't I just try to, to do it, you know, and mm -hmm. see what happens? And so I just started auditioning in Boston and... I started getting callbacks and I started getting jobs. And, and so I just kind of kept going. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I went away to Stella Adler for a, for a summer to, to train just for the summer there. And I loved that. And I was like, okay, I just, you know, it just kind of like kept going and I didn't know yeah. what I was doing or like where it was going to go. But I, I just was like, let me just keep trying to commit to this thing and see what comes from it. And, um, 
I graduated BU and I was in Boston for a year working mm -hmm. in theater and I had an agent and I started getting like commercial things and, and film things here and there. And that was wonderful. And I was learning a ton, but I, I, I really wanted to train. I always knew that I wanted at least a, a, a chance to just have mm -hmm. a time where all of my energy and all in my, of my focus was going to being in class and going to training. And then that's how I, you know, came to going to grad school and applying to grad school. So it really was just like figuring it out as I went, you know, mm -hmm. which I feel like so many of us do no matter what our path is. Cause there's, there's no set journey and set road for being an actor. You kind of just have to like fucking, like, you know, get in there and see what happens. So that was really, that was really like my, my journey to it, honestly. Yeah. There, you know, it's, just commitment and risk taking and, and and smart risk taking, I should say. Anytime I mentioned that risks in on this podcast, I'm like smart risk taking. There yeah. is such a thing, <laughs> calculated risks. <laughs> yeah, and totally. Like you said, there's no set path. There's like a basic checklist of like I need headshots, I need some sort of marketing, whether it's a website or a YouTube channel or something to showcase skill. And yeah. you know obviously your resume and, and, and base in some sense of training. Um, but then just cause you have all those things does not mean like, all right, I'm ready for Broadway or I'm ready for, yeah. for network TV. Um, there's still yeah. so much guesswork and specificity. And, and you, like you were saying, when you were in transition, figuring out where you landed in the eyes of the industry, because we all right. know that they're very specific. It's yeah. exhausting because we often hear play up this part of you play up whether it's your ethnicity or one's queerness or whatever it is to to play it up to match their standards and it can be really frustrating so um i'm sure it was very frustrating for you when you were going through that um yeah. and and yeah so what can you speak about um if you could speak a little bit more about what your experience was like um and, and where you feel you are now being being at grad school has really changed so so much for me really mm -hmm. in terms of just Ex expanding like the possibilities I guess because when I when I was in Boston it really was like going to auditions getting jobs like it was like trying to hustle and yeah. and and money and um just to support myself and but it was very it was just Boston like it was all just yeah. happening there so and it, it's a wonderful place to be and a, I'm so grateful that I started working there but it was very just that market, just that city, sort of right. small, not in a bad way, but that's what it was. And, you know, moving across the country to go to grad school and train for three years and, and meet new people and, and, and do lots of different things and, and, and push myself, like it sort of opened up everything. Now, all of a sudden, I'm thinking about jobs all over the country and I'm going out for things in different cities. And, and it's so, and I, I feel like I have grown a lot and changed a lot. And I now have the training and the tools as sort of like a baseline with me in a way that I never had before. I, mm -hmm. you know, before it was just like crossing my fingers and hoping shit worked out and I would get the job and do it to the best of my ability and like hope everything was going to be fine. And, right. and now I feel like I have a little bit more like support and, and resources with me. Um, so it's, it's changed 
like it's changed so much. And I, when I started acting in Boston, I wasn't out at all. You know, I, mm. I wasn't out as trans and I, you know, I, I was out as queer. Cause I, you know, I feel like that's people assume that a lot when they look at me that right. That's like kind of easier for people to assume in a way when they mm. look at me, but I didn't talk about it very much. And I didn't, it wasn't something that I really led with. And now I am out. I, I'm out. Do you know what I mean? It like it, if people go on my Instagram or on my website, or if they know me and they, they're going to know that I'm trans and queer, because I talk about it very openly and I it's important to me to talk about so that's a big difference in terms of when I started working versus where I am now um just feeling like I can be more open about those things and I don't have to hide them in any way yeah Perfect. which is great yeah um I'm sure it was a, a sigh of relief that you can just be who you are and and and, and sort of live in your truth and because that's a, that's something that so many you know, so many young people go through that and it's so heartbreaking to see still so many people struggling with it and then figuring out because, you know, we, we unfortunately live in a society that is not accepting of queerness in its yeah. entirety yeah. in any semblance. And, um, and yeah, that's really great. I'm, I'm very happy because yeah. yeah. I know that's, that I'm sure it was a, a struggle for, for a while. So um, that's Thank really you. great to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like you said, it's like, especially in this job, there's so right. many assumptions that are put on you. And it's so, you know, your like your body and your whole like personhood. Right. And your, it's so you put it forward, right? Like, it's all mm -hmm. up for people to look at and judge and talk about. And, you know, it's um, so anytime I think you're coming from a marginalized experience in a marginalized community like it's it's extra complicated right. you know because it's very personal but yeah, yeah. thank you thank you for, for saying that so when we enter this career path and start learning about the industry we get a lot of misinformation from people who have no idea what they're talking about because they're not involved yeah. in the industry yet everyone feels like oh hollywood this acting that um are there any is there anything that you went into like when you started your career and then you learned that it was like one of the biggest misconceptions ever. I feel like I always get a completely different answer with books. So I love asking this question. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, when I started, I had no fucking idea about anything. Like I had been in some school plays mm -hmm. and I turned up at the EPAs in Boston with like a little computer you know, like photo that my friend who had a camera had taken, mm. like printed out. Like I, I had no idea what I was doing. And mm. and I think a, 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 an idea that I had was like, you have to, was just like pressure that I was putting on myself to go in there and be perfect all the time. And like, and, um, and, like act like I knew what was going on and and just yeah I think it was just the pressure that like in the audition room you can't fuck up mm -hmm. you have to be perfect that's the only way you're gonna get the job right and and that you know knowing you know now being a couple years past that that's just not the case at all I I think what is more important is going in with you know, with your authentic self, 
with like with openness with like as being as like relaxed and open and just like present as you can be under the circumstances and just knowing that like whatever you're gonna do is what it is and it's gonna be fine and do you know what i mean and you don't have to like try and control it or make something happen or like be perfect um which is hard you know i it's i still like come up against that all the time but i think that that was my misconception going into it because I really didn't know even how it worked. I didn't know how professional auditions were even run. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, they're just people. Like the people casting it are just like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just people just like the actors are and everybody wants it to go well. Yeah, I, I think, but I guess, yeah, so much. That That's a great question. I, I would be interested to know what other actors have to say based on their experiences. Do you feel like you had a, a misconception when you first started? Oh God, it's a laundry list. I feel like I have a scroll of like <laughs> of different things. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the biggest ones was that because I was on the East Coast, film and television was out of the question because yeah. everyone has that concept of like, oh, you want to be on TV or be in movies, you got to go to Hollywood. Right. And just knowing now being in New York, I've lived in New York for two years and worked here for about five now. Um, I, I'm from Connecticut, so I would just ease, I would just quickly commute in. I was an hour and a half away, and just seeing how much shot here and still shoots here, and then how many movies come through, and because of streaming, there's just so much more content out there. Um, between Disney Plus and Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, like kind of just like the big four, and then there's all these like other offshoots like cbs all access and paramount plus and all these other new things that are popping up and there's just so much content out there there's so much more opportunity which of course balances out with now it's the industry is more saturated now than ever with with the concept of influencers and they're wanting to to be on tv and stuff like that um but just in, in in general there's just way more opportunity now um but i definitely had that concept i was like growing up and going to school I was like I want to be on Broadway I want to be like in Phantom of the Opera I want to whatever and then learning how how much actually filmed in New York and I was like oh there's a whole other side of the industry that I thought wasn't possible um and kind of similarly with the from what I've been told like with the West Coast they think like oh if I want to do theater I got to go to New York it's like well there's plenty of theater on the West Coast like right. Yeah, whether you're in Seattle or Portland or, or, you know, all up and down California. Oh, totally. Yeah, I feel like it's just like no matter where you are, you're always going to like have the fear of missing out of right. what, <laughs> with what's happening in the city. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah I, that's what everyone said, especially leaving school. And, you know, the thing is like, are you going to be in New York or L.A.? Right. And, you know, New York is for theater and L.A. is for TV. And it's like, but it everything is so much more open now, especially right. when everything's taped. You can chill in Atlanta and right. and tape stuff all over the country. Like it doesn't, right. I think that's something that's really lovely now is that there is so much more access and opportunity. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I know we're all eager to get back in the audition room, but with self-tapes likely becoming the new normal, it's important that actors have a system in place to make the perfect self-tape audition. That's why I'm thrilled to share with you all Audition with Sam, a fantastic virtual service that provides professional audition prep for your self-tapes to stand out. Sam not only researches everything about the project beforehand, but she also provides on-the-spot coaching that will level up your acting game. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Use the offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10 for $10 off your first session with Sam. Setting up an appointment is super easy. Just email auditionwithsam at gmail.com or send them a DM on Instagram at auditionwithsam. And don't forget to use that special offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10, that's ACTORSWITHISSUES10, for $10 off your first session. Now, go nail that audition. Oh, one was an, another one that came up was like the competitiveness of the industry. Like not everyone is out to get you. Like no. people are nice. <laughs> no, I know. And I feel like the, I don't know. I feel like the fancy, the fancier the person is, the nicer they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In my, like, you know, in my experience and every, yeah. And I, of course, like in any industry, there's going to be people that either you don't vibe with or like are, are kind yeah. of shit different ways, but mostly people are just like trying to do their job <laughs> you yeah. know yeah i i totally feel you on that and especially with like celebrities um through my writing job so i started this podcast because of a job i had as a writer um for a, for a website called media village i got to interview people but it would always be for like just like literally like two minutes it's like can i just get a quote or whatever for something and i'm like i actually want to like sit down and talk with actors because i love talking about the business and learning about people's experiences um and interviewing people through them just like you know i got to interview rita morena who's like an egot like she's like a latina icon and she's like the sweetest most humble little old lady <laughs> like yeah. ever and and meeting certain people it's just like oh they're super sweet and charming and it's not you know people you know there's the misconception that people think that like every celebrity is like vapid and horrible and a diva and it's like no they're just people we're just putting them on pedestals and painting this image of them but that's not at all what it actually is and i know i know it's 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 crazy i i um i recently like had a little zoom thing that that zoe chow was on mm -hmm. and she she went to my school and she talked to us for like 90 minutes for free mm -hmm. and gave us all her email address. Do you know what I mean? It's like things yeah. like that. We're like, damn, this person is like doing movie after movie and they're really fancy and busy and they're still taking the time to talk to folks from their school and answer their questions and like be super personal with that. It's like that, but that's what I think like, if if you're not if you're not gonna treat people that way as an actor, then like what's the point? You know what I mean? Like right. why? I don't know. I I think that being like generous and kind with folks is what you should be doing as an actor. That's kind of the whole point. I don't know. Right. I think. I think. Yeah, because you, you you know you work with people in such close quarters, whether it's theater or film, and 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 you're working with them for weeks, if not months, at a time. If you're in TV, sometimes years at a time. Like, don't you want to get along with your coworkers? Like, yeah. And and you know, I've been on sets where there's just you walk in, you can sense the tension in the air, and you're like, oh god, it's gonna be a day. 
Um, but then other shows where it's like they're literally just like goofing off in between takes. Like I when I first got to New York, um, I was doing a lot of work as an extra because I wanted to see what it was like to yeah. work on set. So I worked on like Law and Order, and that's like the funniest, sweetest, goofiest cast ever, which is like you they kind of have to because the shows can get dark, like goofing off, and you're just like, oh, they're real people, they want to have fun here, but the yeah. job itself isn't entirely fun so because of the context of the show yeah it's just like people are just like at work <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like a job yeah it like art but it's also just like a job and your life so you had mentioned that you wanted to talk a bit about um dealing with self-esteem issues um and I, i'm i'm certain it's something that a lot of actors have to deal with i myself have to deal with it a lot um whether it's mentally or physically or, or on any level. Um, it's something that I'm sure a lot of actors relate to. Um, so, so what can you share about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am someone that I think that sometimes there's this expectation that actors like, you know, because we've chosen to do this job, which requires a lot of like vulnerability and putting yourself out there and and hearing no a lot or he, for whatever reason i think sometimes there's this expectation that we're just gonna be because we've chosen it like it's gonna be easy <laughs> do you know what i mean that we're not gonna we're gonna be like oh yeah i don't care it doesn't hurt me like i feel fine do you know what i mean and i've never felt that way i always feel like it's very hard to to, to do that and i i it's worth like it's worth it to me because I love this job so much. But it, I have definitely struggled with feeling like, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't look good enough. I, I'm not outgoing enough. I'm not funny enough. Like all of those voices in our heads that mm. come out at different times, um, whether it's an audition or whether you're in class and you're comparing yourself to the other people in the class. Like I. Uh, that voice for me is very, very, very loud mm. for whatever reason. You know, I think being a queer person, being a trans person, being like a, you know, just like living in the world with those identities and, and those experiences, it can make those voices very loud. Yeah. And they're there to protect us and keep us safe. But I think sometimes they like run the show a little bit and they you know they they can be so loud um and so yeah i i i think sometimes like we don't really talk about that very much as actors because we try and you know we we're like we try and have all the mantras of like oh well it's not personal like it's 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 all good like on to the next thing and I don't know. I think like it's okay. I think it's okay to be real about the things about this job that that are hard and the ways that it can make you feel bad about yourself mm. and that easy to compare yourself to other people. Um, I yeah, I definitely have have struggled with that, and I always always like need to constantly remind myself that like mm. I'm good enough. I like deserve the things that I have. I deserve to be in the rooms that I'm in that if if someone else gets something that I don't have, like it has nothing to do with me, right? Like all of the ways that we like try and talk to ourselves in our own minds, it's like a constant, constant yeah. battle with for for me. Um, and it's it's sort of strange that I've chosen this job that requires that like requires you to navigate those 
things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it doesn't come very easily to me. I don't, you know, for some people it does, but yeah. it's always something I'm coming up against. You know, we go into this knowing and being told by many that it's a lot of rejection. You have to toughen up. Doesn't help having a 10 year warning or whatever, you know, however long until you start auditioning regularly and dealing with that rejection, you're still not ready for it. You know, you can send out, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to have some great reps right now. And since January, I think sent out maybe 40 tapes and booked one, like, you know, it's like, and you're constantly thinking like, was that the wrong take? Is this what they wanted? Did I not do they do this too natural? Was it not natural enough? Was it by, (laughs) it's just like, This constant yeah. guessing of what it is, of what went wrong or what you did. And sometimes, and you know, I talk about it constantly. Again, it doesn't help. I talk about it constantly. It's still that voice in the back of my head. There's a dozen or dozens of reasons why you didn't get the role. Different things that have nothing to do with our ability yet. For whatever reason, our ability is the first thing that we question. Of course, of course. Yeah, because it's like the only thing we can feel like we can control, right? Like all that right. other stuff, we have no control over there's like so little that we actually have control over with this job you know what i mean and i feel the thing that we feel like we can like hold and 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 have all over and we can't even control that you know what i mean i i definitely yeah i i'm someone that loves control and loves like having feeling like i have it all but that's i don't know this job kind of asks you to to not and to be okay with just like letting it go, which is really hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's just, there's so much guesswork and it's really tricky to figure out like where in the space you fit. And 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 mind you, it's especially crazy when like I'll watch an episode of something, I'm like, oh crap, I auditioned for this role. And you're like, just like dissecting the performance and trying to figure yeah. out like, oh, did I do that? Oh, I did nothing like that. That's why I didn't get the role or whatever. It's like you know, so many factors. And and I mean, even sometimes I'll get auditions and I'm like, why did they give me this audition? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why did they give me an audition to play a drug dealer? Does this face look like the face of a drug dealer? I don't know if I'm insulted or if, you know, right. uh, and, but you know, it's like, okay, well, they see something in your headshot or saw something in your reel that could speak to us so and see if you can actually pull it off. And it's like, they're giving a chance yet we're questioning why they're giving them a chance. Like they're the professionals. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yet, you know, constantly questioning everything that, <laughs> that comes our way for whatever reason. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's like a, a lifelong like journey, mm-hmm. at least for me, because I feel like there are so many moments where I've showed up to a job and I feel completely like, you know, the first, the first, really like the second time I was ever on a set, I was with Jarrell Jerome and Jesse Williams. Like all, and I didn't, I never, I didn't know. I had no fucking idea what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so it was like a fake it till you make it kind of situation where I just like had to pretend like I knew what was going on. And there's so many voices that tell you like here, like you're right. not good here like all these things you know like what happened but it's like and you have to you have to try and find a way to like quiet that and just try and focus on like the scene and the job that you're doing and the people around you and I I kind of 
I kind of love that because it's like a it's like a practice almost that it's like every time you try and recommit yourself to 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 doing that and being mm-hmm. present, just doing the scene, and it's like it's it's like a constant um, recommitment. It feels like to me. To wrap up, I just wanted to um, talk about that experience working on selling the spades because um, mm-hmm. that was it, right, with Jarrell and with. Um, Jesse, I watched yeah. the clip that's on that was on your IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yeah. Jesse Williams. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> my boyfriend has a huge crush on him because of uh the video game Detroit Become Human. Um Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he played it during the pandemic and he's obsessed. Um that, that's so real. I feel like so many people on Instagram are like, oh my god, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what was that like? So you, that was the first on camera, um, booking that you had. Um, I mean, I had done like extra stuff before, gotcha. you okay. know, and, and commercial things like here and there, but mm-hmm. it was my first like big on camera thing. Yeah. And it was in Massachusetts and I, you know, I auditioned for it and did the callback and was on tape for it and, and got it. And it, it was very, yeah, I, I, I kind of turned up and I, I knew some things, but other things I, you know, it's like you, you're trying to figure out like how the set works, who everybody right. is, where you're <laughs> supposed to be, what's okay to ask, what isn't okay. You know what I mean? Like the fact that we like did the scenes and then they recorded just the audio. I had no idea what that was. I had no <laughs> idea what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it was very much learning as I was going and <laughs> listening and watching what the other and I was on set with people who had been doing it since they were you who had been doing it for years and I and they were younger than me but they knew so much more than I did um and the thing that I feel like I learned the most was I came at it as a theater person and I came at it as like every line has to be the same every like I was so kind of like don't mess up do everything the same way every time Mm. and like don't don't fuck up basically but watching like specifically Jesse Williams and and Jarrell Jerome work like was I learned so much and it kind of opened my eyes because they they were different every take they did something like completely new every time like they were still like honoring the script obviously but they were like improving in different ways and like doing different shit with props in different ways and they were so relaxed and so just like in it. And I was like, oh shit, like that's what, like that's what I want to be doing. Like that's what it could be like. I don't have to feel like, oh my God, like we're, it's a movie. So like, I can't fuck up and it has to be like perfect every time. Like it can, I, I really was, I was so grateful to like be watching them and what they were doing and the amount of like ease and just like presence that they had was, was really incredible and kind of, like a goal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was, I mean, it was an incredible experience. Everybody was so kind and and so lovely. I'm I'm really grateful that it was like my first, my first kind of big on camera thing, mm-hmm. you know, it was wonderful. I have definitely learned that being on a set is like the best film school. Ever. You learn so much, even if you're just like watching, you're just like watching everything. Okay, yeah. so that's the AD. That's what they do. I know, the right? They have to move before me. I can't say my line until after they move. Exactly. Um, and and 
you know, like when I had, had booked my first like co-star on, on a show, like my first speaking role, mm-hmm. um, definitely just observing all of the and learning the lingo. I'm okay. So 10, one means you're going to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all like that, that's my mark. Okay. So if I, and then learning, cause with theater, it's like move and fill the space. And with camera, it's like, if you move half an inch back, you're going to yeah. be out of focus. <laughs> so right. don't move. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's so much that you just won't know unless like you, unless you're told, do you know what I mean? Like unless right. you learn it and you're there and someone tells you like you you legitimately don't fucking know, you know? Right. And it's like, that's that's like, okay. You know what I mean? I always feel like we show up and we like feel like we need to know everything. Mm. But especially on set, there's so much going on. And there's so many people doing so many different jobs that it's like, right. you kind of do have to just like learn it by being in it and doing it, which I think is exciting, right. you know? So to wrap up the show, we always play a little game called Getting to Know You, as if we haven't gotten to know you in the last 45 minutes. Uh, we're going to get to know you just a little bit more uh, with some questions that I throw at you, some rapid fire, some might take a little longer to answer, but we're going to start with an easy one. Coffee or tea? Coffee. TV or film? TV. Stage acting or screen acting? Oh, come on. That's, <laughs> that's, that's impossible. Oh, my God. Um... Oh, I mean, do I have to pick one? No, you don't that, have to. <laughs> both, both. I mean, both. I, I want both. They're both incredible in their own ways. And like, I feed you in different ways. Both. Uh, drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Mm, villain. Uh, who is an actor you'd love to trade places with for one day? Um, Gael Garcia Bernal. Good choice. Thank you. Good choice. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, uh, if anyone out there can get me uh, just on a phone call with him, I will. Oh my God. He is everything. He's everything. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Um, I'm, I'm really good at finding like vegan restaurants that are close by. <laughs> <laughs> that is so I guess specific. But I, but like, I've been vegan for so long that it's mm. like, you know, you can just, you can just, you have to just find them quickly. <laughs> you know, you're okay. So where we are, there's one over here. Exactly. Uh, like, okay. Okay. Well, there's the bake. Okay. There's the bakery. I'm, I know there's, I've heard like 10 years ago, someone told me about a pizza place and okay, <laughs> I remember what I mean. You got to be on top of it. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? The Birdcage. I don't know that one. With uh, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane from like the 90s. Oh, just the, those two names sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, what is a movie that never fails to make you cry? Sound of Metal. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I have a screener. Thank you. I, I don't usually cry at, in, in, you know, very rarely in when I'm watching stuff. And there are like three specific scenes that I cry every <laughs> time. It's like always the same three. It's, it's fucking incredible. I love it. Um, what is your favorite accent or impression to do? And can we hear it? Oh gosh, my, my favorite, 
my favorite accent to do is is probably is probably just like our RP. Mm. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because I was just in a coaching session this morning for it, and I'm feeling vulnerable it's about okay. it. <laughs> fatigued too much today, so you can't hear it. Um, who is someone from history that you'd like to portray? Um, L Lou Sullivan. He he uh, he was um um a gay trans man that um was born in like the 50s and lived until the 80s and he was a really incredible um um advocate for trans folks and for folks who are hiv positive mm -hmm. and his they just published his full um his his diaries mm -hmm. and they're really fucking incredible and it's like he was really cool and i, I don't think we've uh, we don't know a lot about him and we don't hear about him a lot mm -hmm. um I would love to portray him. He's really wonderful. Oh, amazing. Um, uh, what role did you have the most fun playing? Um, I was I was Amadeus, or I was Mozart in Amadeus when I was it, when it was at my first professional theater job, mm. and that was so fun and so scary, and I never. <laughs> I, it, I, I, I would love to do it again one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really fun. Uh, what's your most recent binge watch? Binge watch. Um, uh, search Party. I kind of blew through the first two mm. seasons of Search Party really quickly. Is yeah. that Hulu or HBO? I forgot. It was it was TBS when it first oh, started, okay. and now and now HBO has it. It's it's really good. I loved the first two seasons, especially, and it's like shot in New York. Right, so yeah. like, as who know, knows New York well, you're like, you know, it's like it's you're like, oh, the city, you know. Uh, and lastly, in ten words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Ten words or less. Audition as much as you can, and and learn from every one of the auditions. Cody, thank you so, so much for joining us this week. Um, where can people find you on, on social media? Thank you. I'm, I'm on Instagram, just Cody D Sloan. That's, that's my one social media. That's the <laughs> only one that I can handle. Um, Good, Cause Twitter yeah, can be terrible sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never been on Twitter. I left Facebook a long time ago. <laughs> even Instagram sometimes I'm like, this is, I can't, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm on Instagram. And yeah, th I thank you so much for, for having me. And it's been so wonderful chatting with you. This has been so great. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, we're approaching 50 episodes um, in a couple of weeks. So and, and, and our one year anniversary of the show. Um, so so, yeah, thank you for, for taking part of our first of our first year. Um, and everyone listening, you can follow us at Actors with Issues on Instagram. And a big, big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. If you, if, <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. You can catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Yala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.